in your Bibles with me. We're going to look at two passages of Scripture, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. We're going to look at Psalm 73. We're going to look at verses 2 and 3. Psalm 73, verse 2 and 3. And in the interest of time, I'm just going to read. It said, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Then we're going to go over to Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to look at verses 24 down to 32. Matthew 14, 24 down to 32 it says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately... Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt it? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. Bowed heads. Lord, we thank you because your word is forever settled in heaven. It will not return unto you, boy. It accomplished that you said it to do here on earth. Now let every heart who has heard your word know that beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is nothing too hard for you and that you are a miracle-working God. Let your name be glorified, your people be edified, and the enemy be horrified. In Jesus' name we say, amen. As you take your seat in the sanctuary, from these two passages of scripture, the thought today is distractions lead to disasters. Distractions lead to disasters. When we see the passage of scripture in Matthew, we find out that the disciples had boarded a ship as Jesus had instructed them to go to the other side. These same disciples had just witnessed Jesus taking two fishes and five loaves of bread and feeding the multitude. There were 5,000 men, but they had women and children as well. But at the end of the day, they took up 12 baskets, the remnant that was left over. And so from a numerical standpoint, when you see the number 12 in Scripture, it should help you to understand that it highlights some things about our God. It talks about his power. It talks about his authority, and it talks about his 
perfection. There are 12 gates to the city. There were 12 tribes. There were 12 apostles. These disciples who just witnessed Jesus doing what he did found themselves on a ship headed away. And because they got on the water, they came up and had a storm. I know we could relate to storms because we've experienced some here lately. I mean, we had, we had one that come on the East Coast and another one come on the West Coast. Storms, they are really distractions. Because if you read that passage of scripture, you will find that these disciples were up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. That's the fourth way. How many people do you know are up and about at 3 o'clock in the morning? They were scared. They were distracted. And the reason they were distracted is because something had caught their attention. The storm. A distraction is anything that makes it difficult to pay attention. Anything. That's why the writer said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principality, nor power, nor things to come, nor, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. I can't handle distractions in my life. A distraction, anything that takes your attention. We have witnessed disasters, if you look at what happened here with the hurricanes. Those are natural disasters. But there's a disaster that's far greater than any natural disaster for every one of us sitting here. The greatest disaster that every one of us stand in a position to be victimized by is to hear the Lord say, depart from me. I know you not. All of your good works, all the things you've done all along the way until you became distracted because you turned your attention to something else instead of seeing him high and lifted up, instead of seeing him as God all by himself, instead of seeing him as he who was able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you could ask a thing, all of a sudden you begin to put your confidence in something else. Your attention shifted. Those disciples sit there and they were troubled after just being with God. And they begin to crowd in fear. But my God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I don't know what happens when you get afraid, but there's a name that I call every time I feel something that caused me to get a little concerned, a little nervous, a little on edge. I just say, Jesus. Jesus. See, I don't know how you feel about your situation, but I know when I call that name, every devil in hell got to stop and pay attention because I call the name that's above every name. I don't know what you know, but my Bible says, at the name of Jesus. 
Oh, we were singing and dancing about it a minute ago, but I'm telling you, that name is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow, every tongue will confess, whether things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth, to the glory of God, that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when you feel that you've got some fear, doubt, unbelief, anything begin to creep in, you don't have to say it out very loud unless you want to shout it, and shout it, and shout it, but you can say, Jesus. 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 See, sometimes, sometimes you got to do it so other people know who you're calling on. Oh, y'all don't heard what I'm saying. See, sometimes y'all scared to call that name because you're worried about what people are thinking about you. I don't give a flying duck butt about anybody in their thoughts. When I get in trouble, when I need help, Jesus, carry thought not that I perish just like blind by the males. I'm going to cry loud. I'm going to spare not. I'm going to lift up my voice. Jesus. In our story, you see that Peter was walking on the water and he looked around. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Because my Bible says, faith, come it by. Oh, y'all got that. But it didn't say faith came by looking. Oh, y'all missed that all together. It didn't say looking, it said faith coming by hearing and hearing by the, in the beginning was a, and the word was with, and the word was. So if you got a situation, you need some word to do the work, you call on the name that's above everything. Jesus walking on the water. We like Peter. And the rest of the disciples, we all have storms that are raging in our life. We got stuff going on around us all the time. And it would be easy for us to get distracted. It would be easy to get distracted. Let me tell you what I mean. 20 years of military service. I had the privilege of attending air shows. How many of you have ever seen the Blue Angels Navy flight demonstration team? It's one of the most incredible things that you could ever witness. You have F-18 aircraft that are flying within two feet of each other over 450 miles per hour over the ground. Perfect synchronization. Everybody is waiting on the word from one person, the lead. In this tight formation flying, just imagine what would happen if one of those pilots in that Diamond 360 formation decided to look around You got to understand, they're not flying looking out the cockpit. They are flying instruments. All scripture is given by inspiration. Oh, y'all ain't here. 
The instrument that we have is called the Bible, your basic instruction before leaving earth. So he gave us an instrument. He said all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for reproof, correction, for instruction and in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished to every good work. Let me tell you what happened. See, you are not flying instrument and you're not hearing the voice of the lead. They're flying in a diamond 360 formation. One of the most beautiful things that you can see. 450 miles over the ground. And the lead said, Mark Wright 270. So they marked Wright 270. That means turn right. What would happen if one pilot decided, no, I'm not going to turn right, I'm going to turn left? See, the lead in your life, Jesus said, come. The reason you're sitting here right now is because Jesus told you to come. Let me tell you, your life was torn from the floor before you had a close encounter with Jesus. Most of y'all didn't come to church when everything was going right in your life. You came running to this altar of repentance because your life was all jacked up. You had cried, you had weeped, you had snotted, you had did everything under the sun, and you couldn't find any rest, you couldn't find any peace, but God said, come, come unto me. All ye that labor in a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is telling each and every one of you, come. When you come to Jesus, you do some stuff you've never done before. We always make excuses. We got that Moses syndrome. Y'all know Moses? I stutter. God is calling you to do some stuff. But you, the Lord, Lord said, who made the mouth? So God is saying, come. Do something you've never done before. Peter and every other disciple there witnessed it. How many people had they seen walk on water before? None. How many people will see what God does in your life? A whole lot if you step out the ship and do what he tells you to do. When God says, come, don't worry about what the people around you are thinking. Don't worry about their opinion really don't matter. The only one thing you need to you need to be hearing the voice of God. When God said, come, you step out the boat, and you don't worry. Out of 12 people on the boat, only one, only one was willing to step out the boat. And he said, come. And guess what he did? He began to walk on the water. How many of you have an opportunity to do something that has never been done before in your life. How many of you are the one that has been called out of your family? Out of all the people in your family. You were the one who was called. There are going to be some folks looking at you because you have confidence to believe the word of God. There are going to be some people who are going to doubt the call on your life, but 
they didn't get the call. It wasn't a group message. Oh, Y'all didn't hear what I said. It wasn't a group message. It was directly, he that had an ear, let him hear what this. God didn't invite them to the message that he had for you. That message that God gave you was specific to you. I can't begin to tell you how many people have said things about me a long time ago, but I made up my mind. I was not going to receive any report except for what God said. God said that he will open the window of heaven. He had pulled me out of blessing I wouldn't have room to receive. And I tell you, every step of the way, I'm always going to testify about the goodness of the Lord. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am wonderfully blessed. You don't have to appreciate it, but I'm thanking God for the fact that because I obeyed the voice of God, every time I turn around, there's a blessing. Would it be easy to get distracted? Oh, yeah. That's why the writer said, I was envious. Well, look at the fool, and they prospered. I mean, it grieves us. I know y'all say, I've been running for Jesus a long time. I've been doing this, I've been doing that. Lord, I prayed. Lord, I fasted. Lord, I did. Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, God know what you did. God said, they that wait. See, you got to learn how to do some weight training. See, some of y'all don't know how to wait on God. That's, some of y'all got that Sarah mentality. Y'all going to help God do some stuff. And all you're going to do is set yourself up for faith. But they that wait on the Lord shall. Don't worry about what they got. Don't even look. Let me tell you something. What God has for you is for you. What God has said he would do for you. He would do it. The children of Israel out there in the wilderness. Forty years. But their clothes never wore out. But their shoes. They don't make shoes today that last 40 years. But but when God y'all ain't here with the preacher. But when God is in it, it don't make a difference what anybody else had to say. If God be for you, who? I'm just saying distractions can lead to a disaster. You sitting down there eye-hustling what everybody else is getting. But you forget the instruments. My Bible says promotion don't come from the east or the west or the north or the, but God but God See, don't worry about what everybody else do everything we do in word or deed we giving glory to God so when you go to job and everybody else murmuring and complaining about what they got going on and how they feel about it don't be one of those folks getting that party with them in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you are you being persecuted on your job Thank God for it. Why? God is developing something on the inside of you that's going to cause you to be an instrument to teach other people how to trust in. Y'all have no idea. Have no idea how much God want to do, but we're distracted. We're looking at them. We see them prospering every time we turn around it just seems like doors 
are open. But God is telling the people, God, I will lift up mine eye to the hill from which cometh my help. I'm not, I'm not waiting on a handout from somebody else. I'm not waiting on government assistance. I'm not waiting on the state of Florida. I'm not waiting on the federal government. I'm not waiting on the city of Tampa. I'm going to wait on Jesus. My Bible said I was young. Now I'm old. I've never seen a righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. I'm not, I'm not sitting here being begging, begging because I know my God said he would supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Everything I need, I got. Matter of fact, he's giving me some of my wants as well. He said he would give me the desires of my heart. If my, you better make God start honoring his word to you. You better start giving God the glory that's due to his great name. You need to magnify and thank God. Every time God blesses you, you ought to be telling somebody about the goodness. See, most of us had a Peter syndrome. We step out by faith. We believe the promise of God, but we lose focus. We become distracted, and distractions lead to disaster. Peter stepped out begin to sink. You have an opportunity to do something incredible. As long as you keep focus on Jesus. When you know in your heart of hearts he said the Lord never slumbers nor sleeps. And when the Lord said, come, he's telling you to come for a reason. He's telling you to come because he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Thoughts of peace and not even to give you. Expect, somebody say better is coming. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I'm saying? Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying? Better is coming. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what it feel like. You know, we sing that song, even when you don't see him, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he, he never stops. See, y'all can sing a song when the song to praise and worship team doing it, but can you make melody in your heart when you're going through stuff? When the situation seems so dark, you can't see your way through. In, in the midst of everything that's going around you, can you, in the midst of that penitentiary, in the midst of that situation, can you lift up your voice and begin to praise? Even when you don't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You can't sleep because you're worried about that child. Don't you worry. Turn it over to Jesus. You're worried about the situation on the job. Don't worry. Turn it over to Jesus. You're worried about everything going on with your finances. Turn it over to Jesus. At the end of the day, distraction. You're too focused on everything else around you. There's a parable 
he gave of a sore in the seed. And some seed fell among the thorns and the thistle. Those are the church folks who were in church, but they're looking at what the world was doing. Setting themselves up for failure. When the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the problem, that's not of the Father, that's of the world. And you want to be friends with everybody in the world. When my Bible says, come out from among them. Do I, do I, need, do I need to say that again? Y'all act like y'all here. My Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord. I will receive you unto my... See, you can't be a friend of this world and stay focused on Jesus. It's just not going to work. And you sit in here, the instructions are given to keep us from destroying ourselves. He gave us his word. They are spirit, they are life. So he gave us his word to keep us moving on the straight and narrow. The fastest way to get from point A to point B is a straight line. Even on the natural, they do stuff to help you stay on a straight line. Let me share with you. How many of y'all have driven by Braille? That those speed bumps when you run off the road. That's a warning. You, you driving, you close your eyes. It's to cause you to wake up. That's what the scripture is here for, to cause you to wake up, to keep you from destroying yourself. Because if you don't give heed to the next thing you know is boom. And so, if we allow the word to do the work on us, there are certain things we can be assured of. Here's what I want you to understand. Lead a pass in the past. Y'all are dragging stuff that was done years ago. He said, she said, they said. You carrying all this weight. The Bible said, lay aside every weight. That's a weight. It may not be a sin, but is a weight, that weight of unforgiveness, oh my Lord, that weight of unforgiveness will cause you not to be able to run the race. Because here's what he said. He said, forget it. How come y'all hold on? When the word says forget it, how come you holding on to it? Well, she said this, and she, 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 he, 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 forget it. Say forget it. Forget it. Forgetting those things which are. Mm. 
Reach it. How can you reach forward if you're looking back? All you're going to do is sabotage your opportunity to receive every promise in the word of God for you. Because the distraction, don't believe me here, pay attention to this. I talked to you about the blue angels. But I know most of y'all are those folks who are distracted drivers. You know, the ones who will pull out their cell phone while they driving. You start texting. How many accidents, Sheriff, have you seen from distracted driving? People, I only look down for a, oh, y'all been there, huh? And all it took was one moment, just one, for you to become distracted and it could turn into, but you're still here. It only take that long to become distracted. Let me give you a tip. I, w I remember, I was a young man, I was in my 20s, I was on my way to California to go do some training. And I was driving, I had a Mustang GT, T-top, red, 5.0. Woo! Let me tell you. And, and I talked to you about those airplanes doing formation, you know, we, we like to talk with our hands. So I was in traffic, I was on my way to California, and we're going out, I-10. Headed west, out near San Antonio, and just I'm I'm right there. Me, a car in front of me, a car behind. We we formation. You, you get the picture, right? Just just doing our thing. All of a sudden, the car in front of me moved over, but didn't leave me any space. All I can say, what? And I looked up, and it was a car on I-10 coming down the wrong side of the interstate. I could say one thing, Jesus, I don't know how he did it, but all I know is that the car, we driving 90 miles an hour. The car moved, I look up and lights in front of me, all I said was Jesus, and my car moved off to, I don't know if I was off the road, I don't know where, but I was out of the way. And the next thing that I know, I look up and the sea hit that car behind me, head on. A distracted driver. You the people of God need to understand when he said forgetting those things, that means Stop looking in your rearview mirror all the time. I'm about done. You can stand. I want you to understand. I need you to understand. I'm, I'm done. I just want you to understand how distractions can lead to a disaster. You know, there's a reason you have a windshield that gives you a panoramic view that allows you to see everything. And there's a reason a rearview mirror is so small. But the people who are distracted spend more time looking at the stuff that happened to them 
instead of looking at what God has for them. He was hung up for our hang-ups. And he got some stuff for us. But you'll never be heir to the promise if you keep looking at the stuff that went on behind you. Don't get distracted with the stuff that has happened in your life. Scripture says, forget it. Forget it. The beauty of understanding what happens in an aircraft can be articulated to you like this. There's a reason God tells us to forget because he forgot. What are you saying, preacher? Let me share this. Brother Gary could testify to this. On the aircraft, they have compasses, 360 degrees. Is that right or right? Y'all probably see it. I know some of y'all got y'all dashboard show east, west, north, south, whatever the case may be. But, but when you're flying, if you start flying east, which is 090, that's due east. You're going east. Y'all going to the Holy Land. Y'all going 090. You could fly east forever, but it would never turn to west. Think about that. You could fly east forever. East never turned to west, even though you may be coming from the west. God said, as far as the east is, oh, look at y'all, know it's good. He has removed. He forgot stuff. Oh, you know you were tore from the floor. You know your life was just. I know you look, you look at me, I look at you, you look good right now, but it wasn't always that way. Some of y'all just had some messed up, jacked up, tore up life. But God said, I love you so my blood is sufficient. So as far as the east. Oh yeah, you got a you got a North Pole and a South Pole. Trust me, if you fly south, if you go in 180, eventually, guess what gonna happen? You get to the pole and you're gonna start going back north. But God said, as far. When he was on Calvary with his arms stretched wide, he said, as far as the east is from the west, I have removed. So don't allow your distraction to be a disaster. You in this place, I ask everybody to stand. Missing out on your blessing. If you have the ability to stand, stand. Stand. And the reason I asked you to do that is because only one said, Lord, bid me. Every last one of them could have did what nobody else did. But only one had faith to trust and believe. You're sitting here today because of God's grace, his mercy, and his loving kindness. You're sitting here today because your distraction did not lead to a disaster. You're sitting here today because you knew you did some stuff you should have been cut off from God a long time ago. But God said, not so. You know, there's some, don't, don't act like you all that because if we open up your closet, those bones will destroy us. But here's your opportunity. The Bible says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. See, God is calling you. He's saying, come. Come, let me help you to get past all of those distractions. Come, let me help you get rid of all those things that are an impediment 
to keep you from seeing me high and lifted up. Come. If you're here, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, come. Come. You know, when he cried out, he said, Lord, save me. They were saved calling on the name of the Lord. You get saved calling on Jesus. You've never been baptized, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost? Come. Don't let somebody distract you from doing what God has called you to do. You're here. The word of God is for you to receive every promise in his word. The only thing that stops you is you allow distractions to keep you from receiving what God has for you. Those things that have been built up in your life. Those fears, false evidence that appears real. That's all the enemy does. He paints a picture make you think it's worse than what it is. And because you're hearing his report, you don't read the rest of the story. Because at the end of the day, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many, many, many. I don't have to have everything down here because I got stuff waiting for me over there. Because better is coming. If it were not so, God's not going to lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it. Shall he not do it? Had he spoken? Shall he not make it good? He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe also. For in my father's house, many men. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, ye may be also. Peter wanted to be with Jesus, so he stepped out of the boat. How bad do you want to be with Jesus? Do you want to be with him bad enough where you put all your fears, doubt, unbelief behind you and step out on faith? If you need prayer, you've been dealing with some stuff. Your thinking is, is stinking. You know you had some thoughts that you shouldn't have had. Probably said something you shouldn't have said, done something you hadn't, shouldn't have done. Now is the opportunity to put that distraction to sleep right now. Come. I'm not going to beg anybody. I'm going to tell you, God has spoken. His word is not going to return unto him, boy. So if you're here and you know you're dealing with something, if you're here, you know you're dealing with something, this is your opportunity. I'm going to say this and I'm out of your way. I tell you, I think I've shared this with you before. In the military, you know, I thank God for my military experience been able to go all over the world, see a lot of things, do a lot of things. And I love the fact that I was able to baptize people all over the place. Everywhere I went, we were baptizing folks in Jesus' name. I was, I was stationed in Maine. And, and one of the young men that worked with me, his name was Wes. Wes was 27 years old, a young man from Mississippi. So he had my heart because that was a homie. He from the sip. You know y'all Jamaicans, y'all tight. Well, from the sip, we tight. We, we. And so, I, I was, all the people in my office, I said, come on, let's go to church. Everybody came except for Wes. Wes said, well, Commander, I'll, 
When I come back from a trip to Mississippi, I promise I'll go with you. It wasn't a week later, Wes was on leave in Mississippi. Wes drowned. before he had an opportunity to avoid the disaster. You're hearing my voice. Don't think that you have more time simply because you're young. In the graveyard, they got short graves. They got long graves. No man know the day, nor the hour, but you need to be ready so when he does come, or you go, you can hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Into your hands, Pastor.